0: They
1: love in the
0: crew They love in the crew
2: Welcome back, everyone, to Crucial Conversations. Today's discussion will be a simple phrase that we've all uttered at some point in our life, which is, I wish I knew then what I know now. We actually are going to tackle this by categories. And so our first category is, what are some things that you would tell your younger self in regards to love that you've learned now?
0: Joy, I'll start Ooh. off with you. Okay. Love. Uh, I would say, when I, say when it comes down to love in a relationship, that I would tell my old self, set the standard. Like, don't just, um, you know, when you're young, you think you could change someone or you think people will change. Not necessarily hmm. you going to change them, but you think that if you get with someone that, the love is going to like be enough for them to motivate them to do what's right or whatever. But Mm -hmm. really you just have to like hold, um, really anyone to a standard, but in your relationship, hold your relationship to a standard or your, your mate to a standard. And so I would go back years back and tell myself, don't (laughs) let things go. Like don't overlook things. Don't sweep it under the rug. Don't overlook signs. Mm -hmm. Once you see it, believe it and address it. And if it doesn't change, then, you know, don't let it form into a habit. Be out. Be out. Be out.
2: Yep. Cause we do, you'll see signs of somebody crazy and you'll be like, but I love him.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I love him. <laughs> yeah.
0: And the younger we are, the guiltier we are of it. So. Yeah. Very true.
2: What, about, what you? about you, Kay?
0: Okay. So
3: I really <laughs> thought when you all told me this is a topic, I thought long and hard and I don't have anything. Uh, I have something maybe on the financial side, but not in any other category because when I look at, I, I valued my journey. And so mm. I look at every relationship I've been in, every interaction I've been in, and I learned from it. I grew from it. And so I feel like I wouldn't I wouldn't give my, my, my younger hardhead self that wasn't open to or receptive to advice anything. I would just keep saying, keep doing what you're doing. And so, like I said, I don't have any regrets and there's nothing that I would really tell myself. Um, and, and I just don't think that way anyway. So I don't think I'm more forward thinking. So I never like look back and say, Oh, I wish I had done this. Or I wish I had known this. I'm like, no, Uh, you know what? I made this choice and it was horrible. I was with this person. I'm like, ugh. But every single one, I can link it to something that I've learned from and I've applied to my life today. And so I just, sorry, I just don't have anything.
1: Okay, so on the So, what if, matter. oh, sorry. I was mm-hmm. gonna say really quick, and we might be going uh, in the Asking same direction, the same Joy. Mm-hmm. So, what if you reframe it so that it's not that you have any regrets, but what if it's just giving your younger self the game earlier? Like, do you think they, that she would, you know, a
3: little K with her little hair? No, I I don't know. No, No, but (laughs) I, I love my journey. That's my story. I have a a story to tell. Like every. So that's your advice. Your
0: advice is enjoy the journey.
3: Enjoy the journey. Yeah, but yeah, yeah learn from not the to myself. I don't need to tell myself that. Like mm-hmm. I'm on this journey, just you know, keep doing, keep doing what you're doing. And so, like I said, I value every part of my journey, and so I wouldn't change it. So, I, why would I advise my advise myself otherwise?
0: That's a good perspective. Yeah,
3: it is. Mm-hmm.
1: Spoken yeah. like a true Aries. <laughs>
0: <laughs> unapologetic yeah Unap- unapologetically <laughs> me uh-huh. yeah <laughs> yeah what about you
1: dion uh, um little dion. little dion dion need all the game with her stubborn
0: <laughs> hard-headed
1: ass <laughs> so i am here with Kade. yes as part of my journey and we learned and gray no little dion you little bitch <laughs> like <laughs> So hard headed, silly ass, oh, all of the things. So starting with love, I would say be more intentional. Mm-hmm. I would say be more intentional because I have a habit in many aspects of my life of just going with the flow, just super easy going, like it is what it is. And so I would have more intent behind um many of the the interactions that i had
3: i like that one (laughs) so i mean so (laughs) look at that so let's say someone told you that and i look at things like that someone might have told you that were you even receptive to hearing it when you were young d
1: I think it depends. It would depend on the messenger, okay. And at which stage in my life, like my high school relationship versus college. No, because I'm definitely like I'm just kicking it. (laughs) But but I would say my relationships and my. I would say. Maybe, maybe, like, my late 20s, early 30s, but then it's hard, like, you're telling, like, whatever age we're going back to little Dion to tell her this message, she's going to be like, what are you talking about, crazy older Dion lady? Like, what am I supposed to do with this advice? (laughs)
0: Like, I'm
1: I'm not going to remember this in 20 years, so.
2: (laughs) But I don't even take it in the literal sense of, you know, telling telling myself that it's just like really when you, when something happens in your life and you're like, damn, you know, I just wish I would have known this a little bit sooner. Like I could have saved myself some heartache or whatever, stress, money, you know, regardless. But um, in the love category for me, I would say... (laughs) allow myself to love, um, Mm. allow myself to love openly, I guess. Um, because I will say that when I have been in past relationships, hell, even, you know, in my marriage in the beginning, I have always looked for somebody trying to take advantage of me or, you know, looking for, I don't know, like looking for something to be wrong. And I think that that plays a part in, you know, my watching my mother's relationship with my father and, you know, he wasn't the most loyal person, you know, in the world. And then even judging from past relationships of being cheated on. And I think even when we were talking about toxic relationships, I was that woman at, in some of my relationships to where I carried that And so I would love you, but I would love you to a certain extent or I would like you to a certain extent, but I would always be looking over my shoulder for you to do something. And so I don't think that the younger Naya, even if someone did, you know, have good intentions, I didn't allow myself to see it. Um, So, yeah, I would just say, you know, um, don't judge people by my past and just enjoy the relationship for what it currently is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Even though- I like it. Uh, I was always I right when people... I was
2: looking over my shoulder.
0: <laughs> I think a lot of people are guilty of that. Um, and so, and and I think it's fair. It's like a, like a PTSD of a relationship. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you've just been um, shocked before and you don't want to be caught off guard. And I've been in that situation not me being the, uh, the one being defensive, but like being the one receiving someone that, def- that defensive in a relationship. And my question to, the, to them, and I guess in general is, does it hurt any less when your guards are up and you find out like the relationship you were t- either taken advantage of or good it didn't work question. out or whatever? It really does. Question. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's, like, it's kind of like you missed out on the whole journey Uh, of it or the experience of it um waiting for something to go wrong and then um you missed out on both the the the, right you you know the fun part of it or the reason and season (laughs) part of it um and so yeah so just that's just from someone receiving it it's it's kind of like it does kind of put a damper on the relationship and it does um it, it it discourages the person that's trying to love you or trying to be with you or trying to deceive you to even want to do right. Because it's like, okay, well, if you are expecting me to fail, then I might as well hold you to that. Now
2: I never verbalized it. I don't think that I was, that damn toxic to where I was like, oh, you're going to do something like, it's <laughs>
0: but your partner can feel it. Your I never did feel. that,
2: but now they c- probably could feel it or either in my question, you know, in the conversation, maybe hint that I feel a certain yeah. way, but I never like just vocally said this. Cause I, mm-hmm. you know,
1: yeah. I guess yeah. I, I looked at it like,
3: wrong like, with the way you were, because that was kind of like a defense mechanism that you had. <laughs> And yes, by some technical standards, it's like, oh, you didn't open up to me. But ultimately, you found someone who could withstand all that, and he happens mm-hmm. to be the Very right true. one. And
2: I, and I don't care about the the other people. Right. The only person that I care that I did it to was my husband. And mm-hmm. you know, and that was in the <laughs> beginning, you know years. Like it, I was a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: I like this, you ladies. What's What's the next one? Ooh, let's do Let's do
2: friendship. Can I oh, add another God. one to love, but it's more about sex?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Of course. Another thing Ooh, I got I one wish too is that I would tell my younger self, don't don't fake orgasms. <laughs>
1: That's what it's, I was getting ready to say. That's a good one. Stop with these niggas' d- egos and give them yeah, that feedback no, that's immediately. a Good
2: one. I'm such, I'm such a pleaser. So I wanted you <laughs> to enjoy it, and I was so focused on you enjoying the moment that I didn't pay attention to myself. And so it wasn't until my adult years that I actually like learned my body and. You know, pleasing myself. And I'm like, dang, if I would have spent more time on myself and trying to figure out myself and how to please myself than them, it's so easy for a man to. Mm -hmm. So felt like I wasted so much time. So I would tell younger Naya, don't be so focused on others in the moment. Like make sure that you're also satisfying yourself that you're also satisfied not satisfying yourself I mean you could do that too but I hear so okay I
1: saw you making a face
3: well only because I was thinking like sometimes (laughs) you gotta fake it to get it over with but that's I guess (laughs) if it's not someone long term right right right
2: right. I had a study and it so one study said 75 percent of women this is like worldwide have never had an orgasm I heard
3: that. and, that's all sad. and
2: then there's range and I it didn't have an age range it just okay. said like statistically that was what it was and then there was another um study that I looked at that said like current date it's now still 40 percent of women that is a lot of women who because you're having sex that are faking orgasms <laughs> <at> the time. <laughs>
3: And yeah, I, I don't. Was that
2: it, person. And then if I, I told you the age yeah. that I first had an orgasm, and I'm talking about through intercourse, not, you know, you really? would be very shocked. And I won't tell you because
3: of that. <laughs> I want to
2: know now. No, I mean it took me a long. Let me tell you, I was an adult adult.
1: Oh wow. We'll we'll have this
2: conversation <laughs>
1: off camera. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Wow. <laughs> to me, so what'd that you say? Like- U- ultimately, that was too important. I was like, I be- then I became obsessed with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. okay. yeah, that would be my you- other advice to myself. That's okay. what I was gonna
0: and say did- too. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, Dion, you had one too. Okay.
1: Literally, like being more vocal to men and telling them what I liked and disliked. Like sexually, I wasn't vocal in yeah. general. Okay, sexually, yeah, okay. I wasn't like confident enough and mm-hmm. very similar to what Naya said like mm-hmm. wanting to just mess up the vibe like no again, going with the flow you all see a consistent theme But mm-hmm. sex too mm-hmm. like just going with the flow like it's fine like it feels good like I don't know what amazing feels like yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. wow. being more vocal about that yeah we know okay you would be like um, that was whack <laughs> <laughs> no do this no, <laughs> no. Way? no. I <laughs> this way. No, this way. All right. What about friendships? Like friendships? Mm. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go first. I would sell my younger self. Fuck them bitches in middle school. <laughs> what they mean <laughs> ass <laughs> them hoes ain't got nothing <laughs> on you. What they mean ass That's what I would say. Um. And, we and watch it, cause we see y'all like it. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all mean ass. Um, but yeah, like I just my self esteem was just not so low, and I would get bullied, and it's like they're bullying you because clearly they're threatened in some way, but like you don't see it, you know what I mean. And so I look back on pictures now, and I remember how I felt in that moment. I'm like, oh my gosh, you were such a pretty little girl. But I was just constantly comparing myself. And this is young, like elementary school into middle school, and just being like, baby girl, you got it. Just wishing I could just, Mm -hmm. you know, take some of this confidence that I've had now, like in from my 20s and 30s, and just blasting it back to her, you know, Mm -hmm. so she just had a completely different experience moving. All the people
2: that years. people project their negative thoughts of themselves onto One us.
1: Onto us, yeah.
2: Because you yeah. look exactly the same that you did in middle school. <laughs> you just don't have a French roll.
1: That's I all. I just don't have a French roll in a swoop I just got rid <laughs> yeah, of the swoop of y'all. Pearls. Like in the last seven years, <laughs> your <a> French roll. <laughs> To school together, so. We've known each other since sixth grade, but if I, <laughs> I've been, however long I've been natural, every picture I'd had a Swoop, <laughs> and if it wasn't, I'd have the Swoop with the French roll. If we talk about middle school, yes, oh, but yes. those girls were just so mean brutal. and, and brutal. And Naya, that is such a great point. Like that projection, uh, hurt people, hurt people. Let me tell y'all a funny story. So I guess it would be five years ago now for a friend's 35th birthday. She invited everybody out to DR. We ended up at Punta Cana, dope resort. And it was an interesting trip for me because it was an intersection of friends from middle school, high school, college, you know, my hometown from Kansas City. So it was just all of these people from different walks of life. Some also knew each other from, you know, um, Missed a whole lot of people. So it's just like, damn, like this is, you know, my whole childhood in this one uh, trip. And, you know, we get to drinking or something. (laughs) And they, it was like three or four of them that I knew since middle school. I'll tell you later, Naya, because you know who I'm talking about. But they said something like, oh, yeah, we used to call you Skeletor in school. And I was like, bitch, that ain't funny. Well, why Skeletor? Right. Y'all see the spy head? I mean, no, I, guess I was
3: no. very. Thin. You went to school with a bunch of haters. Yeah.
1: <laughs> haters. I'm assuming it. I didn't even elaborate, but it literally just took me back to that moment. And then I remember, like, oh, like, look who you guys are in life now. It's fine. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, they used to say, they used to say I had a big forehead, and I clearly and you don't. don't. You so have a and small I don't. Forehead. I have a small forehead. So it just lets you know that people are just girl, <laughs> kids are man. Kids They are. are yeah. Kids, yeah. kids are so like,
1: mean. And the fact that they were bringing it up and keep it, like, we're in our 30s. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's what I would tell my younger self. Like, girl, you've got it. You've mm-hmm. got it. You've got that Genesee Qua. Like, that's why they're coming for you. Just hold your head up and you're going to be fine.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I would say for mine, it would be like, I had this like obsession with fitting in, like I just had to fit in. So I just did everything (laughs) to like, you know, be the same as everyone else or do the same things. And I don't know, I guess that's just the adolescent thing. Mm. Um, You just, I don't know. I don't, I, 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 um, I, I just admire younger, uh, Adults that have that quality already that just don't care what anybody think. I don't even know, is that possible for a young adult or a young, for a teenager to like okay. not, not oh. care about to what not anybody care? Yeah. Did you not? Yeah, oh yeah. I didn't know care. That was Kay. <laughs> um,
3: um, in high school a little bit, but um, not much. I kind of like if everybody was doing it, I didn't want to do it. So mm-hmm. I kind of like being different.
0: Well, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to look like anyone else. Like I, I wanted to always be like anyone out, else. but yeah. I just wanted to like, always. I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to look like anyone else, like dress the same or have the same hairstyle, but I just wanted to make sure that I thought you the were same included. way I was oh. included in everything. And so I would like, yeah. you know, if I had objections to certain things, I would just still go along with it. Just, you know, mm. just so I don't lose my friends, but yeah.
3: You know. I I think with me when it comes to friendship, again, you know, like I wouldn't go back and change anything, but I recognize that I didn't bond with people too much. And so I was just like, I'll never keep in touch with you again. Like I was Mm -hmm. completely okay with people just coming in and out of my life and not bonding with people. And and maybe it's part of it because I didn't care about fitting in or having like a network of people. Mm -hmm. And so I think, Um, that, you know, maybe I should have give people more of a chance that I didn't give them. (laughs) So it's not something advice I would give myself, but maybe something that that I would try to, what'd you say? I said, it's hurting you just to say Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) <laughs>
2: like, yeah. she, oh. She's like, mm. because,
3: you know, with me, I'm not very, I'm, I'm very introverted. And so I'm perfectly happy being by myself, living in my own mind. Like, that's fine. But, um, like I've reconnected with friends that maybe I had in high school and I was
1: like, you know,
3: I, I still like you and like, <laughs> all these years. Like, I just didn't keep in touch with you, but I'm like, you're still like a good person and I still fuck with you. So um, I realized now that I didn't it was very easy for me to just cut people off and just not keep in touch with them, and so I was perfectly fine with keeping a small circle of people that may or may not be long term in my life and so i and I don't know if it's bad, but you know
2: I don't even think that's bad Yeah, because mine kind of goes with what you uh what you just said um I would tell my younger self that all good people aren't good for me in my life. Mm. Um, and I say that because I am that person that, you know, I have friends from all different times of my life and I still keep in contact with just about everybody, but there are some people who great people, but just not for me. Um, And either like, I feel, I don't, I don't know. They just bring negative, you know, like put me in a negative space or we're just at different places in our lives um, to where I don't find the friendship as being progressive. Um, Yeah, but nothing against anybody. I just, you know, I just have to be more protective of my, energy in my space. And it's so weird because I'm completely like that when it comes to men. Like, I don't have to talk to you ever again <laughs> in my life. But when it comes to my female friends or, you know, um, that I meet or encounter, it's completely different. I give them more chances than mm. I would a
3: man. So,
2: oh well. But I am we not need that to explore one to that further.
3: You said what? <laughs> We need to explore that further. Maybe not on this episode, but why you give what? women much more leeway than you do I'm, the men?
0: Oh, I think I, I know. I like I've never at been because oh. oh, women God.
1: are some conniving little biatches.
0: I would say probably your particular situation, from what you mentioned, and I know of it. Like the, you mentioned it earlier, like the daddy issue. Not the daddy issue. Like your daddy wasn't there. I know your daddy was there. Yeah. I'm talking about like the uh, there was like a little deception or, around your your uh relate your parents relationship right from what you mentioned yes um so that's probably what it was you probably have a, just a harder time trusting men when it comes down oh or I do men I was in. gonna say yeah.
2: I clearly think that I know what it is I have been okay. hurt by men in some form or capacity and for a woman like I've just never had a woman that
0: disappointment yeah,
2: disappointed women. me mm-hmm. and I think that's the key word like I've been way. disappointed by men I've never been disappointed by a woman ever. Mm -hmm. So it was, I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah. You just made me think
3: about something about myself. That's interesting, (laughs) yeah. So
2: I think I just give women more leeway. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think I understand women a little bit more. Also going back to my mom, because I've seen everything that she's Mm -hmm. went through
3: and Mm -hmm. I know
2: her moves and everything. So I'm like, I witnessed it. So I understand why you treat people a certain Mm -hmm. way. And for men, I'm like, y'all ain't got no damn reason, (laughs) (laughs) which isn't true either because they have their Mm -hmm. own issues. Everybody has their own journey. You know, displayed to me, I can only go off of what I know, but Mm -hmm. I've worked through it. I I done sat on some couches and, you
1: know, I'm trying
2: to, I'm trying to figure it all out, but Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: yeah. I think we all went, I think it's, like business and career, right, Naya?
2: Yes. Okay, you're first. This is yours.
3: Well, well, again, my journey was my journey, but let's say if I were to give, and, and I'm <laughs> going to look at this as giving a young, another younger woman advice, again, so, because it's not about if I had known, because I, I'm an experiential learner, and so I have to learn through experience or learn through observing someone else. And so, but if I had to give another younger woman some advice when it comes to their career and professional development, I think there's two things that I've observed that women um, could do a little better in is one, not bringing emotions into the workplace. I think that that is detrimental. Like that's when you need to kind of shut those emotions (laughs) off and two, Um, Don't underestimate the value of being easy to work with. And um, I think people, I'm competent, I'm smart. They think that that's enough to be successful. Mm -hmm. Like, no, In, in today's world, being easy to work with being, you know, just someone that someone feels comfortable talking to and being your authentic self, because a lot of people feel like they need to be fake and put on airs. Like, no, that's not it. Like, no, be your authentic self, but be, um, you know, transparent Mm -hmm. and be just easy to work with. And that will give people a long way, like in what, you know, in my field and what I do. And I do a lot of interviews and focus groups with people and um, especially when I talk to a lot of Black women and they talk about, you know, their struggles in the workplace and a lot of it, and not saying any is their fault, but a lot of it, they're so emotional and they're very aggressive and combative. Mm-hmm. And that, it doesn't matter how smart you are, but sometimes that will cause you more problems than it's worth because, um, you know, and, and part of being um say easier to work with is not caring that much. (laughs) Like do just, you know, do your job, you know what you do. But don't care about all the office politics. Stop caring about all these little what such and such said and what this person. Like just do your job, collect your check, and that will that is the best advice I can give anyone in the Mm -hmm. workplace. Someone, a young woman coming up in corporate America. So
1: I like that. I do I like
3: that a lot.
0: What about you, Jay? Um, I would say, um, I would say start early, like start your career early, start your journey early work in the, in the work field. Like a lot of women I know they'll um, everybody has in their mind or oh, a lot of women that I know coming up with head in their mind that they wanted to enjoy life more. <laughs> and then it kind of like carried on for like a long time. And then you look <laughs> up and you're like in your thirties and then you're like, Oh, I'm, I have to like find a job that's going to take me into a career now. And it's just, just, you know, understanding that time moves fast and get your, get started early because you might change your career path. You might change Um, directions. And so you want to allow yourself enough time. And then all those years are wasted that you could have built all this experience as well. So don't push Mm -hmm. off um, starting your your career necessarily, unless you're doing it for like a reason, like if it's school or you're in a relationship, I guess, if you're starting family and uh, starting a family and that just makes sense for your situation, but not just to have fun. So like Mm -hmm. get in it. So, but yeah, that would be mine but
2: I guess it's what Dion said about friendship just being confident and knowing that knowing that you know your stuff I think that's mm. what I would tell myself when it comes <clears throat> to career and business because I think being in a male dominant career field um my earlier years I all I sometimes you know took backseat to um, a lot of the decision-making conversations and things of that sort and didn't really give my opinion because I didn't think that my opinion will be um, valued at all. And although that I had a seat at the table, I just really didn't think that um, it was as inclusive um, as some people may have you know, played it out to be. Um, and so now I... I'm loving the person that I am in business and career to start something. I'm just going to do it. And if it doesn't work, then I'll just continue to fail my way to success and just being confident and trying new things um, until, you know, until, you know, I find my niche and something that, you know, I feel good at doing. And then also um, I have the things that I do say are worth being said. And so I'll never, you know, hold my tongue for, you know, I, I will tailor it to be as tactful as possible, but, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to hold my tongue for anyone anymore, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to, you know, my career,
1: cause it's mine, you know? Mm -hmm. I love one thing that you said, because it, it resonates with me in my current job uh, and current employer it's about failing fast is a really a key part of our culture and I love that because it's about um Kay I think of you you always say like I'm a trier Mm -hmm. like you'll try anything and like we really embrace that in the at the culture um, of my current job and it's like just try it and fail fast, but at least you tried it and you've explored Mm -hmm. and you know that this doesn't work and you can either iterate or pivot and move in a different direction. So I really like that. Yeah. And I think what I'd shared about love, I would apply to business and and my career path. Also, if I was giving advice to my younger self or to, you know, the younger generation and, you know, another young mentee, but just intentionality I, Mm -hmm. you know, like, kind of being an adventurer and explorer, like, I would kind of, you know, on the flip side of trying everything and failing fast, like, I just try and be like, oh, let's go over here, like, just kind of whichever way the wind blows. But I think I would be more intentional in that exploration and casting a wider net because I especially as an adult I'm all about intention and alignment like that really kind of drives everything that I do like if I don't want to do it I'm not interested in it it's not teaching me anything new like I'm just not going to do it so as my younger self you know knowing what I know now I know that you can have a career and enjoy what you're doing and it be you know very intentional and aligned with what you want what you enjoy um you know, really being self-aware, understanding what you like to do and figuring out how you can make money off of that. So.
3: So my question for you with that is that if Mm -hmm. you didn't jump around and do different things, would you know what you want to do and like to do? Because some people have to, again, experiential (laughs) learners have to have different experiences to Mm -hmm. hone in on what it is that they like and enjoy. I to
1: an extent, but I was just a very so many things came easy to me, and I can admit this. Like I just wasn't very focused, and like didn't put enough effort into things. So I would, I I should have taken more time. Like if I needed to figure things out and understand what I like, like there was a, a quicker path to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That just yeah. kind of being in the wind. So I would have. Um, yeah just just been more intentional like and I had a lot of amazing opportunities but I just could have tailored them in a different direction um, if I'd been a more active participant <laughs> but
3: you would have missed out all the fun
1: <laughs> but, but you know what but I but you're right NK it's very hard for me <laughs> to look back and say that I would have done anything differently because it's literally like, uh, you think of um, alternate universes and like, had had you made a different decision at a certain point in your life, I literally think about this sometimes in the shower, or you know, just whenever, and like what that Dion is doing had she done X instead of Y. And it's very difficult to say I would have done anything differently because I may not know you all or I may not, you know, be in my relationship or I may not have the friends and the network and the search. So it's very I feel you when you say that, because it's very difficult to erase the experiences and the memories and the paths that have crossed because of the missteps and Mm -hmm. mistakes, quote unquote, that you made. Um, So it's hard. Who knows to say that life would have been better you know, had I done all of these things that I'm telling, you know, <laughs> old girl age. to do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, I could have been ended up like the little bitches from middle school. <laughs> 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 right. Mm. <laughs>
0: That's funny. What about fire? I
1: digress. <laughs> I was gonna, yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can go into the next one. Excuse me. I'm not
0: better.
2: Those are all really good nuggets to, you know, keep in your pocket when it comes to business and your career. What do you
1: guys think about finances? Mm. Invest early. Buy property. Like, Invest read early. whatever you need to read. Talk to whoever you need to talk to. If I... Uh, I if I knew then what I know now, if I'd bought property just at thirty, like imagine, and let alone like twenty five. I just sent a text to my little sister, like she's thinking about making a move, going back to Kansas City uh, where we were born and raised. I'm like, position yourself now so that when you move back, you're buying something, you know. And she's twenty eight and. Like, property and real estate, like, that is generational wealth. That, you know, sets you up. Learning about the stock market, just, yeah, just that is the game. Like, imagine over the last 20 years, if we had started at 2025, like, where we could be now.
3: That's what I would say. I would definitely tell myself, as soon as you hear about Bitcoin, buy a whole bunch (laughs) of them bitches. Like... For real. Like, that's one thing I was like, and- damn, because people were telling me, oh, buy Bitcoin. And I, I bought Bitcoin three years ago. But still, like, if I had bought yeah. it even earlier than that. So that's one thing that I would love to whisper in Young K's ear, like, buy Bitcoin. Yeah, mine is that-
1: Amazon, too. They they went public in 97. Imagine if we were in the loop and somebody had gifted us even a hundred shares or, you know, because it was like $20, I think I read, I forgot, but... Is so low at that time for like for my I graduated in ninety eight. Imagine if we got a whole bunch of Amazon stock yeah. at ninety eight when it was dumb cheap, and it's like thirty two hundred dollars a share now. That's
3: still, that's still not it's Bitcoin. Bitcoin is like tinkering around sixty thousand yeah. dollars. Sixty so,
1: thousand
3: dollars. Yeah. So yeah, like I, that's one thing. It's like damn. Yeah. <laughs> I thought really? I, I was like oh the business model just makes sense to me, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that you know now I'm like damn, but. You know, that's one thing I would tell myself. But other than that, um, financially, again, you know, my journey is a journey. But I can honestly say, like, I think that I made a, I, um, one thing I learned at a very young age, and that's because I observed my mother making a lot of emotional decisions. And so I, again, I learned from observing other people. And so my mother made a lot of decisions just based on emotion. And so I was just like, okay, I'm not going to do that. Cause that doesn't seem to work out for you. So I'm going to be logical. And so when it came to logic and making logical decisions, I definitely applied that in my life. And so I think Mm -hmm. that's always been a benefit to me. And that's my advice again, to like younger women is like, stop being emotional. Your feelings are not facts. Your, you know, your emotions, you have them. Yes, they're valid, But at some point, you got to switch it off. And when it comes to decision making, you have to make logical decisions and you have to apply critical thinking to all the decisions that you apply to your life. You have to leave with your brain more than your heart. And I think that applies in so many parts of our lives that um, including finances, including love and relationships, like if it doesn't meet the logic test, then it's probably not for you. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: That's
0: what common. about you, Jay? Um, well, it it I second what Dion said about the investment, like um, real estate, and and that I wish, really, really wish that I, I really tried to avoid um, the stock market. So back then, when I was hearing all this thing, my younger me about the stock market, I never explored it. And it wasn't until later in life that I did. And oh, man, I really wished I did learn it at a younger age. I would have been you know, an animal <laughs> and it's, it's something that I, I know that we don't talk about in our community. The stock market has, has been recent talks of it, but in my younger age, I never heard anyone mention it. So. They know. almost make you feel like it's not for us. Yeah.
3: This is like, this is what mm-hmm. old rich
0: white men do. Right. The stock Other, not for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's
3: what they make you believe. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So I would definitely, um, encourage young people to, get introduced to the stock market at a very young age very early mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then also learn like financial literacy like just basic Mm -hmm. stuff um saving and budgeting and and budgeting mm -hmm. and 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 investing and like little stuff here and there and just just diversifying um your portfolio just stuff that even if nobody told you, you're hearing it here and there, like do it. Don't wait for that <laughs> for you to get rich. You know, how people like, when I get my, when I get money, then I'll start doing this. No, do it with whatever you have now, even if it's, you know, uh, a little bit of money, at least do it because mm-hmm. you're, as you, as you're getting, um, as you're, income is increasing, you're going to acquire other bills and other stuff like that. And then you're always going to talk yourself out of it. You're, so just do it when you, when, it's, when you can recover from it easier um, and when you can I think, acquire more it, So
1: mm-hmm. I think of Kay when I think of that advice and something related because my father always used to say, don't nickel and dime your money away. So I think mm-hmm. about what Kay said, like, well, if you heard it, would you really listen to this? <laughs> <'Cause> I, <laughs> I got some decent advice. Like my dad's score, his credit score was like 830 something, something crazy, mm-hmm. um, you know, but yeah, I would still add this to, you know, the, the wisdom that I would share yeah. and mm-hmm. then be like, listen to this. I know you don't want to. <laughs> But right. listen
3: to it. Yeah, but I think sometimes like it's it's hard. Like when you're young, I think of um I didn't listen to what people told me. I listened mm-hmm. to what I saw, or I had mm-hmm. to experience it myself. And so, you know, thinking back, and that's why I, I can never look back in, in the past and say, "Oh, yeah," because I'm like. I wasn't listening to anyone like I observe people and I was like, I'm not doing that. Or I experienced him like, oop, oop, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I know better next time. But, um, but that, and that's why I think that um, it's healthy to just look back at your life and say, like, only if you look at, like, some people will dwell like, Oh, I make this, but I wish I had done this. I wish I had done that. But, Not to look that way. It's just like, what did I learn? What did I learn as a part of the mistakes I made? Um, You know, one thing actually, Joy, that you just brought up that made me think of, like when I got, you know, pay raise, little money in my pocket, I was like, oh, I got to buy a Fendi bag and I, you know, buying all this designer stuff. and, And now, granted, I still like some designer stuff, but I'm realizing like, you know, I didn't need... I could have done something else with that money at oh, that stage yeah. in my life. You know, I'm like 27, 28 years old and I'm buying this designer stuff. I'm like, I could have, I could have, you know, not done that at that time. I could have, you know, taken that money and done something else with it, like buy other property and all that stuff. What if they
1: told you to start, uh, I don't know, like a designer shoe rental business, like maybe earlier, Right.
3: Exactly. <laughs> you know, but again, it's Shameless like I had to, to go through. <laughs> I had to go through my journey. That's my story. Right. I was yeah. My journey. Right. And I learned, and um, you know, you start business and, and did what I had to do, and so I think that um, people should look at their own personal stories and own personal journeys and just change their perspective. And it's all about perspective, like mm-hmm. how do you look at your life story. Do you look at it as a uh, a drama or a sad story, like oh, things mm-hmm. never work out for me? Or you can look at the exact same story and look at it. this could be a story of triumph, a story mm-hmm. of overcoming something. And yeah. so I think it's all about your perspective and how you choose.
1: Mindset is everything. You mm-hmm. like? It sure yes. is. Definitely. Yeah.
3: Sure. Good enough.
2: you go on that one? No. Um, so actually, this is one category that I will say I would applaud myself on because I've always been like super frugal. Um, but then also my dad did a like that is one thing that he taught us from an earlier age as far as saving and um investing and things of that sort. Um, I will say, um, Dion, I do agree with you. I wish I would have maybe not have downloaded so many music CDs and maybe downloaded more audiobooks on like the stock market and <laughs> you know real estate to learn it uh, more in depth because I know enough but I don't know enough, you know. So
1: and you know that is clutch and I will you know, kind of give us this out, you know, and this is why we're telling our younger selves this and why we're kind of giving this compilation of advice to the young people in our networks, you know, our respective networks and um, young people in our family, because, and I hate to take it to race, but a lot of white families, like this is just generational information that is passed down. And it's all about exposure and awareness, which can really be just the unlock to where you're focusing your time, efforts, and energy. Mm -hmm. And imagine that you're growing up in a household where your family has real estate and then they're in the stocks and this is just the status quo. Like this is what you learn. You're learning how to budget and, you know, about finances and investing. And Mm -hmm. it's just like second nature. It's second nature, It's second nature. And that's Mm -hmm. why I'm so, uh, I just like education and this financial literacy is pivotal. Like, it's so critical to so. us elevating um, as a community, you know, right. as communities of color. Yeah. So,
3: And we have That's, to focus yeah. less. One thing I think that other communities aren't as materialistic, like our community, we are so materialistic. We invest yeah. so much money into how oh we gosh. look into appear yeah. like we're, we, like we're, we're
1: having rich money.
3: and yeah. have it. and be in significant
1: credit card debt. Exactly. Popping on whatever
3: the, the equivalent and that, of the so, you know, they can have all there. this money, yeah. be rich and live in the. You can have like, there are people that are, you know, live or just have, you know, seem to be normal jobs. Like, oh, yeah, I am a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, but they live in the mansion and they have all this. I have a lake house and they have all this stuff because they don't focus on buying the designer shoes. Yeah, or they like the yeah. And they um and and I understand why our culture is this way we've been when you're deprived of so much then when you have access to it then you just want to go all in it's like I've never had this before so I want to experience it and see how it feels and so I understand that but we kind of got to get out of that because mm-hmm. it's not we got
1: to get that. out of that mind got to get out of
3: that and like I said this we is got not it. this is something like I, I fell into it too like I I wanna I like nice stuff. Like I haven't had that. Like I wanna have a designer bag and I want to have designer shoes. But I'm like, do I need it? Yeah. yeah. No, like yeah.
1: <laughs> and literally people have cool. like tens and tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars of inventory and, and inventory, but you know, like in their wardrobe and in their mm-hmm. collection. And it's like that's cool, but do we own anything? Do we own any right. property? Do we own oh, like what are you Do you our have any stock in these real companies? assets? Right. You know? Right. And that's where we run into trouble. Like wardrobe is popping, but we've been renting for X number of years. Or, or no uh, savings. Whatsoever. Or no, or or no savings. savings. We're living check yeah. to check to be fly on the gram. Yeah. And yeah. I just wish if, if uh, it just will You know what? I read an article the other day about this. Um young guy I forgot what NFL team that he plays for but he has literally not spent a penny of his NFL contracts and I think he just got um, a bigger contract like 75 million dollars and he says he only spends what he earns from his endorsements and I was like oh my god, that's so smart isn't that so smart
2: I had um, a mentor of mine that gave me this advice when I think I either made E-5 or E-6 in the Air Force. Um, And he told me, when you get promoted, like whatever money you make from Mm -hmm. this point on, you need Mm -hmm. to put it in savings because you've been able to live your life based off of this income. Like don't start extra spending because Mm -hmm. you know you're getting these promotions. So to this day... I basically live my life as if I am an E5, E6, and I'm an E8. Oh, wow. so, good for you! So just like that that's NFL. So dope. That's mm-hmm. great.
3: Mm-hmm. That yeah. is great. A lot of people can't aren't willing to make this. As soon as they get that pay raise, you make like, more,
2: you spend oh, more. I'm gonna get
3: yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So that's why when we're on those trips, and i will be like, "Let me taste some of your food."
3: No, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> please. You, the trips you plan be the most expensive. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: five like, stars oh my God, out of the control Carlton, but it's fine <laughs> <laughs> we'd be fancy oh, God, that's right. dope ladies that's, that's really cool. good advice but even
2: um another thing Dion, to what you said about our parents and the conversations that we need to have um within our culture i think one thing with us is that we we have so much shame and regrets about our past instead of, like Kay said, like changing our perspective and learning from it and using it as a testimony to help other people. So when mm-hmm. I think about like older women and just sitting and having those conversations, you really don't hear, you know that, you know, there there's a story, but not all the time do you get that story. And I think that yeah. those stories would be so useful for little girls, like, K, little D, little J, little Naya, you know, at that time, and even just, you know, as far as, you know, being a wife and um, a mother and, you know, just growing up as a woman and the life cycles that you go through. um, But because we just don't want to admit our past failures and things of that sort, and we just have so much shame about our past, we
1: just don't even talk about it.
3: People be judging. And you know,
1: They do, but Kay, I think this ties into what you said about like, would you have listened, you know, as a little girl and context, what we're missing is context, like that transparency Mm -hmm. and that context. Like you said, you, um, don't listen as much to what you hear, but you, you know, are tailoring what your decisions off of what you see. But I think when you add that color to somebody's experiences Mm -hmm. and they're sharing you that you share that, um, that I think that makes a lot of difference. It's like you listen, like this is what I did, this, this is what happened, this is the situation, yeah. the scenario that I was in versus just do this or don't do right. This. Right. that. Delivery, so, okay. You know, like yeah. saying, a like, lot okay. of
2: episodes, <laughs> delivery is key. And so I think the way that we're having this discussion right now, and if it's our sisters or our nieces, I think that they will be more receptive to us because one, this is just transparent conversations. This is, you mm-hmm. know, what I went through instead of telling you how to live your life. This is what I have been through. The These are the life lessons that I've learned. You take from it what you will instead of it seeming as if I'm trying to direct your path. Mm-hmm. And right. so, yeah, uh, as long as the delivery is right, like Hay was saying, yeah. um, if it's given the proper way, I think people would be receptive. I think Orbit's Little Night would have been
3: receptive. You know, like there's there some mom. women that would come it's, up and say, hey, do this, is this, but then... Not realizing that even when you're young and you're little, you recognize how -hmm. people are and how they move. And so I would hear, you know, people give me advice all the time. And I'm like, look at your life. (laughs) And I would dismiss everything that they say. They may have been giving me the right (laughs) advice, but I looked at how they lived and how they moved. And so it meant nothing. But the women that had the most influence in my life were the ones that I observed and I observed their words match their life and, mm-hmm. and the choices that they made in their life, because in, then they became authentic to me. And mm-hmm. so again, like I was saying, you know, um, and I, I talk about, cause I don't care. Um, my mother made nothing but emotional decisions, but her vi- advice was probably the right advice, I guess, mm-hmm. but it didn't match the way she lived. And so I didn't take any of her advice. I didn't listen to anything that she said because mm-hmm. I saw how she moved. And so I think that, um, again, back to being your authentic self
2: mm-hmm. is
3: just the number one thing It's just being true to yourself is so important not only for your own well-being but it's important to the people that are looking up to you and that are observing you and and people you may not even know like i've had aunts that didn't even know that i admired them or looked up to them and so i told them as an adult and they're like you did and i'm like oh yeah like i always just like Ah, oh, she, you know, auntie, that she's the best, and I just looked up to them, and they were someone that I almost modeled myself after because of the way they moved.
2: Mm-hmm. One more category, which was oh, self,
1: yeah. It, that yeah, mm-hmm. self awareness. Self awareness. I think I touched on this. Oh, I'm sorry, I just kind of jumped out there. So. No, you. <laughs> but can. I, I touched on this with was it friendship whenever I was talking about them little bitches from uh, middle school (laughs) Um, and just (laughs) just in confidence and I guess like the natural next piece of advice is like well how would you tell your younger self to be more confident and back to what Kay said earlier like I don't know that you get this level of confidence without going through all Mm -hmm. of the experiences Mm -hmm. that you Mm -hmm. you know that I did but if there was any way again that I could kind of just transport that energy and that confidence and um, just being comfortable in my own skin and being able to move in any circles and and walk into any room and just be. Gosh, I would give that to her. Because I just, in my mind anyway, it just came so much later in the game than I would have liked. But, you know, to Kay's earlier point, like I think that is also a natural path of self-awareness and self-development mm-hmm. you hear how much everyone was kind of going through that even the people who seem to like have it all like who knows what's going on and you yeah. know the dark corners of, of their room I always think of Naya talking about the the wall slide and the shower <laughs> <laughs> like you just never know what people are really going through when they're by themselves and maybe that's why these little bitches were so mean you know because they're mm-hmm dealing with their own demons. So that's what I would say about self, just um, doing whatever you needed to do to be comfortable in your own skin and having that awareness that everybody's going through something, no matter what they're projecting. Um, Just be, just be you.
0: Yeah, that's good. It's this big. Mm -hmm. I would say for me, it would be, um, My self-awareness would come in terms of not waiting until someone recognized that. So if you notice something about someone, um, or like a behavior that you don't necessarily, um, a behavior or pattern that you're, you're not happy with, um, in your relationship or even your friendships, Um, not waiting, and and you talked about it, you communicated about it, not necessarily waiting until the person um, necessarily agrees with that or, um, or, or decides to do something about it before you decide to do something about it. So, for example, if I point out something in my relationship and the other person doesn't seem to think that it's an issue, but it really bothers me or it's a behavior that I really... Don't like, I don't have to wait for them. Like, I don't have to convince them that it's not right. Like, if it doesn't feel right to me, then I, you know, then that's enough. But I think me personally, I spent too much time trying to convince um, why I see things a certain way or why things are a certain way or why it doesn't, you know, why it doesn't work as opposed to just understanding that some people come to standing returns a little later. And just because you got it, um, they may not get it. It doesn't mean that you have to s- suffer through it until that person gets it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. How about you, Naya?
2: Um, so this, I will take a page from Kay's book because I actually would not tell my younger self anything um, mm. because I think that although my journey was a little rough, it led to greater self-awareness and Mm. I appreciate so much that I've learned along the way regarding, you know, myself, um, the things that I like, the things that I don't, you know, just overall, just learning myself and, um, learning my boundaries and, just everything. I just thought that the journey, I look at it now and I'm like, what a beautiful journey because Mm -hmm. I've learned so much along the way. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't tell her a thing. Mm -hmm. I would tell her she is going to shed some tears. She is going to laugh, but it's just so beautiful on the other side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: Yeah. Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll second that Naya. I, um, look at and and that was my ultimate thing is I, I look at the end result and it's like okay, I, I like who I am. I'm not perfect and mm-hmm. I accept all my flaws and I'm proud of the woman that I've evolved into just based on just my life and what I could have been been with my life. And all of that is attributed to what I went through, my struggles and the things that I went through in my life. And every like I can literally map um, the qualities that I am today, the qualities that I like about myself to a struggle or to mm. a decision. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I i you know, self-reflection is extremely important to me and um, looking at every situation that I've been in and looking at, okay, so what am I approaching? Again, I'm very cognizant of emotion versus logic. Like that is something that's always in the back of my mind. Like, am I being emotional or am I being logical? And so I have to look at every circumstance in my life and th- and think, did I do this out of emotion or is this the logical decision for me? Mm-hmm. And so um, with thinking that way, I generally self-reflected a lot. And I look back and I ask questions, like I ask people around me like do you think I did this or do you think I did that? And which I also think is important is getting feedback from people who genuinely care about you, who you can trust to be honest with you because we all have our blind spots of to our personalities. And so, you know, just valuing or, or surrounding yourself with people that are going to be real with you and tell you have those difficult conversations and tell you things that you may not want to hear and just being open to hearing it because you know there are some things like you know what I know I'm that way you know whether I change it or not it's a different story but at least I may know I'm that way (laughs) and um I think that uh just every step in my life has led to where I am today and I, I don't regret, and I value every single moment of it. I have no regrets. I think it's wonderful. love that. One thing that it was funny, something was brought to me a few years ago. I don't forget who asked me. It might have been one of my sisters, was saying that if someone's going to make a movie of your life, would it be a drama, a suspense, a horror, a comedy, or whatever? And so as I thought about it, like, if someone would make a movie about my life. I would want it to be a comedy. And that's only because I just can't take life too seriously. Mm -hmm. You just can't like, I just, you know, all the struggles I went through, I, and that's how I view it. It's like, I gotta put a spin to it to say like, oh, well, you know, you know, it's ironic or, you know, it has to, um, it has to have some kind of be uplifting just because Mm -hmm. I don't like it to be in that negative space. And so Mm -hmm. I just, in just thinking through that question alone, I thought it just gave me kind of perspective on how I view my own journey and how I view my own life. And I just challenge everybody to do the same. Like, and y'all like, how would you view your life if it were a movie?
2: Like, what would it be? Mine would definitely be a damn
3: comedy. And yeah, I think of all it would. It
2: would.
0: No
1: way that it would not yeah. be. It yeah, would definitely be a comedy.
0: Well, good shit, ladies.
1: I know. Right?
2: Thank you. <laughs> Take away is fear. Live fearless, basically. Yeah. And yeah. then you don't have to worry about what other people think and what other people say and not, you know, making the career move or anything. Just live your mm-hmm. life fearless. Just stop today. being so emotional.
3: That's what I got to tell people. <laughs> like, I'm tired of people. I feel, I feel, I feel. No. What do you think? Stop being emotional. Ooh, I'm sorry. I just have to say that because I see it so. I see it more and now. I'm starting to see with men, like mm. the whole. I feel and I'm like, no. Mm. Think. What do Critical you think? Think through. If That's I was the on key. Twitter, I would tweet that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to but you know we have twitter right there's a crucial conversation <laughs> twitter account that you created oh yeah
1: it's She's at a a crucial conversation c-r-e-w
3: <laughs> plug <laughs>
1: that,
0: <was our> <laughs> that she created <laughs> take us home joy <laughs> well now that we've been dropping these nuggets about what uh, advice we would give ourselves how about you give us some facts
3: So if you've been paying attention to the news, you know that President Biden recently proposed a $2 trillion infrastructure bill, the American Jobs Plan, to modernize and fix America's infrastructure. If you look at places like Dubai and China, you'll realize how far we've fallen behind. America is the hood of the modern world because just like the hood, our tax dollars haven't been used much to invest in it. We have a lot of roads, bridges, waterways, ports, runways, and drinking water systems that are over 50 years old. More than 54,000 bridges are rated structurally deficient and 65% of our roads were rated as less than good. So some examples, the 80 year old Chester Bridge, which connects Illinois and Missouri currently has a deficient rating and the bridge deteriorates Every single year. At some point, very soon, they will be forced to close this bridge, tacking on an additional four hours for someone who would then have to take an alternative route. In Texas, for four straight days, millions of people were without power, which resulted in 450 people getting carbon monoxide poisoning and 30 people dying. This is because Texas's grid had too little power to meet demand, so it failed, which led to pipes bursting, cell networks going down, and the water system depressurizing, contaminating the water. And, of course, one of the most egregious of them all is Flint, although it's not really isolated to just Flint, uh, where Flint's... Aging infrastructure contaminated the water, which exposed 100,000 people, including 12,000 children, to lead. Now, lead in children causes a reduction in intellectual functioning, IQ, problem solving skills, ADD, aggression, and hyperactivity. The contaminated water also caused an outbreak of Legionnaire's disease that killed 12 people. So, not only are our roads, bridges, and systems dated, so is our internet. We require broadband that is sufficient enough to handle the demands of mass telework now, remote learning and streaming things like snowfall. Networks should not be built for average usage, but for peak usage. Just like how highways are built to accommodate rush hour traffic, not regular Saturday morning traffic. Now, while some improvements have been made, America hasn't made a large infrastructure investment since the 1960s, that was six years ago. I think everyone can agree that we desperately need to fix this place up. Even the last administration was for fixing our infrastructure. Remember we used to have those infrastructure weeks? apparently they didn't have the mental infrastructure to actually come up with a plan. You would think passing an infrastructure bill would be something everyone could get behind and get done. But as you can figure, our dysfunctional government can't seem to get it together for a few reasons. One, they can't agree on what infrastructure is, and two, they can't agree on how to pay for it. So how can we define infrastructure? So according to Merriam-Webster, infrastructure is a system of public works of a country, state, or region, and the resources such as people, buildings, or Equipment required for activity. Biden's plan expands how infrastructure was previously defined to include workers, families, and people. And it includes schools and housing to make generational investments in all of the infrastructure needed to revive manufacturing and combat climate change with the overall goal of keeping America competitive with the rest of the world. We can only be competitive if we invest in people, in education, skills training, jobs, in addition to our roads, bridges, and railways, which all can be classified as infrastructure. Infrastructure projects put people to work at higher wages, create demand for materials and equipment, and generate tax revenues for local, state, and federal governments. So the second issue is how to pay for it. Biden's plan proposes to raise the corporate tax rate to 28%, up from 21%, rolling back some, not all, of Trump's corporate tax cut. This comes right as we find out at least 55 of the wealthiest US corporations, like FedEx and Nike, profited billions. But paid zero in taxes. As always, the right keeps lying to you and saying people will lose jobs and prices will skyrocket if corporate taxes are raised, which isn't true. It's all fear-mongering. First, the tax rate Biden is proposing is still lower than the previous 35% they were supposed to pay before Trump's tax cut. Second, jobs are usually determined by workload need or demand, not tax rate. Third, when regular people have more money in their pocket, they spend it, boosting the economy instead of putting it in overseas tax shelters like rich people. So investing in infrastructure is what China does. China uses infrastructure projects to not only modernize our country, they do it to create jobs and boost their economy. So what can we do or what can they do? Um, As I said in previous episodes, stop caping for the billionaires and corporations if their taxes get raised. Remember, they can afford it and they... Benefit from a better infrastructure, so they should pay their fair share. Treasury Secretary is pushing for a minimum global corporate tax to help pay for the plan. This will ensure that there's no incentive for companies to move overseas if the taxes are raised. Now, this may be a long shot because they need global cooperation to get it, but either way, the proposed rate is still lower than what they paid under Obama. We need to pressure Congress so they know their reelection is in jeopardy if nothing gets done, especially that damn Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Senator Sinema of Arizona, because they are, not surprisingly, caping for the corporations. I don't think many people realize how bad things are and have taken for granted and assumed that America's infrastructure is safe. I left a link with easy ways to contact your senator or congressman or woman, along with other information in the episode description. So, ladies, since we all like to travel, what country were you in when you first realized America is raggedy as hell?
2: Dubai. Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I learned that they can make clouds rain, <laughs> I said, "Oh, seeding! Wow, Wait, that blew my they mommy. can make
1: clouds rain. Yes. They do yes.
2: seeding mm-hmm. to their clouds and mm-hmm. make it rain whenever, like there's you know a drought or whatever."
3: Yeah, yeah. Re- research it. They will. They will create their own storms for the crops
0: It's <laughs> called it clouds make seeding it rain mm-hmm. and took it to a whole another level.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So clearly I need to upgrade my travel experiences and y'all know I travel travel. I mean,
0: 90%
1: of the trips are with y'all, but we had a, we had a conflicting travel schedule. So I didn't make it with y'all to Dubai. So I can't say that I've had that experience yet. So I definitely need to broaden my horizons because everywhere I go, it's like a beautiful beach. Mm Mm-hmm. But then I'll be like, yeah, but you're still kind of third world and I want to go home to all my amenities right. and conveniences. Okay.
3: <laughs> so you get to Dubai. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you get to
1: Dubai. Okay.
3: Okay. That, but even in America, like America's curious. raggedy. Like I, when I drive um, around my house, my internet always goes down. The broadband <laughs> is terrible in this area, like a five mile radius around my it house. Is, and I'm like, this yeah. is America. And the roads are right, potholes. I'm like, America is raggedy. And so (laughs) I can go to the Caribbean and it'll be the same type of roads. And I'm like, I was in America when I realized America was raggedy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. All right. Well, ladies, I so enjoyed getting to know even more about you after what? A couple decades of friendship, but also about your younger selves. I think we imparted a lot of great wisdom. Of, well, except for Kay, because she's like, "No, I'm good. <laughs> like my journey was my journey, <laughs> my journey. and I am which bad at it." Something to learn within that. Absolutely, absolutely. Like trust the process. I think is is mm-hmm. the takeaway from her perspective, which mm-hmm. I definitely respect. But um to our crucial conversations audience we're so glad again that you could join us be sure to you know leave us your thoughts about this episode what would you tell your younger selves hit us up on ig youtube crucial conversation and twitter crucial conversations C-R-E-W, and we will see you in a couple weeks thanks again for joining us and bye ladies we'll talk to you soon. Well. bye